This Honey, the podcast. Hey, honeybees. Welcome back to another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Sweetest Honey, the podcast. That's the best one yet. Sure, bud. How's it going, honey? <laughs> it's going. Yeah? It's been a action-packed past couple weeks. How's it going for you? I mean, the same? Yeah, because... Samesies. That does. Not because samesies. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a rough um past couple days emotionally in our household. Um not between us, but like around us. Like I always tend to say like the chaos never happens within, but it just kind of happens around mm-hmm. um us and where things go. And I have lots of thoughts and feelings, but we can reserve that conversation for another day. Yeah. Um I will just say that I love you and your sweet little angel baby. And there's <laughs> nothing wrong with you. You're absolutely perfect. Mm. It's just, we keep on waiting, waiting on the world to change. Thank you, John Mayer. <laughs> You're welcome. It's actually John Mayo, but. Oh, that's the only, uh, that's the only John Mayer song I actually like. What about your body on the waterland? No. Your body on the waterland, use my hands. Your body on the waterland. You're (laughs) really fucking rude right now. I mean, your voice is I'm sure that you have been having a rough go of it, but there is no need (laughs) to come at me the way that you're coming at me right now. Your voice is so wonderful. There is no reason for you to be coming at me like you you are coming at me right now. So you don't want... You do want compliments? You don't want compliments. You know what? I'm not even about to entertain this right now, child. Anyways. (laughs) um, My friend just left and he drove down to see me. We haven't seen each other in like two or three years in person because we like lost a whole year to the pandemic he moved out of state and now he's back in state and he is just a couple hour drive away so we came down spent the day and it was really really nice to see him and just get to talk and connect again that was really really nice um i missed him a lot yeah it was it was nice to have some of your peoples yeah so I want to talk about something. Okay, I'm ready. So both of us really, really like Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. Yeah. We really, really like it. Um, Sometimes if I'm not in like the most positive mood, um, I joke and tell A all the time. Like sometimes I hear things in that podcast that I'm like, I don't, I don't want to hear this right now. Like I don't. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like it. And I did have one of those confronting moments in um, a more recent episode where... She was, she and her wife, Abby, were talking about how they moved their family. So it was Mm. them, the kid's dad, right? And then the kids. Yes. And the kid's dad is also married. Maybe not. I might be making that up. I don't remember. Um, I don't hear very much about another person, but. I don't either, but I don't. But I don't, I don't. I don't know. You can fact check that. I'm sure that it's accessible somewhere if you care um but she was talking about how it was not a good experience for them in florida yeah and as people who reside in alabama i could i could i could see that yeah (laughs) seems legit no cap detected um shout out to the fact that today was the first time that a ever knew what cap meant Um, it wasn't it didn't start today. It started last week. Oh, I'm sorry. It was last week, but I'm only hearing about it today. So yeah, I'm not going to share with you the extent of my whiteness. Okay. But my you old did whiteness. share it with me. You just. <sighs> and I'm thoroughly regretting it. Why? So much judgment. It's not judgment. <laughs> I'm just laughing at you. I will tell you things about myself all the time to make you laugh. Oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. so they were talking about how they felt about moving because they do not feel like they belonged glennon would talk about how they would be out and they were like well let's just get t-shirts that are just like gay family got two moms you know just black lives matter Matter, just so that they could have on basically a flair to let people know 
you and your bigotry it is not safe for you here (laughs) like don't come over here with that bullshit that's not what she said I'm paraphrasing don't come over here with that bullshit ain't nobody coming over here messing around nobody effing around with the f around with y'all get out of here with that because this is what we about and if you're not about that it's not even no reason for you to come over here right don't even come over here and mess with me and my homegirls okay just don't and she talks about, of course, she. I, I, the thing that I really appreciate about Glennon Doyle is that she is always going to be that white woman who is going to be like, I don't know. Yes, I recognize my privilege. Yes, I understand the disparities. Yes, I still want to shut up and give the floor to like a person of color. So I really, really did appreciate the fact that she was like, I recognize the privilege that we had financially and the flexibility with our work and things like that, where we could just get up and move across the country because they moved from Florida to California. Yeah. And, you know, she was like, and I never wanted to make it seem that way before, before, like I didn't want to be very social. Even she talks about the landscaping of their home and how before they wanted it to be kind of more private. She wanted to have that privacy. She didn't really necessarily want to feel like a part of the community. She wanted to be left alone. And now in this new place, she's like, I want to go out. I want to see people like people want to engage and be around me and things like that. And basically the moral of this story um, that she was telling, or at least my takeaway from it was, excuse me, she talks about it for a while where she doesn't ever want to like overly romanticize. I forget the phrasing that she used, but she doesn't want to romanticize. If I move to this other place, like magically it's going to Mm. change all my problems and everything's going to be great. But for them, it kind of did work out that way. And I always check in with myself when I hear things like that, because I'm like, how does this feel in my body? How do I feel about that? Does this resonate with me? Do I feel resentful of hearing this because it's something that I should be doing that I'm not? Is this challenging some type of growth or movement that I need to be doing? And I just am curious about your mindset on that, because I know that we've had a discussion about we've had many discussions about Mm -hmm. how we chose where we live, why we choose to stay where we live and our thoughts about moving. But do you ever get the feeling like we're cheating ourselves out of an experience by staying? Sometimes, but then also I think about just who we are as people and like, yes, I do enjoy some socializing, Mm -hmm. but, um, it can also be overwhelming and then just because you lose one set of like geographical prejudices Mm -hmm. just because you move there's going to be a whole nother set of those that you Mm -hmm. have to learn and and understand and like the south is the south don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. like it is pictured and described the way that it is for the most part, it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, that doesn't mean all the ba- the people here are bad. There are good people. There are good things that come out of it. So to me, I feel like, yeah, I do. I don't think it's even the experience of, of just moving somewhere. For me, I think it would be the experience of just living somewhere else because I never have. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you have lived in other places. Now, granted, for the most part, they've still been in the South too, but, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like, I feel a little about both ways. Like, it would be really nice to not just have to explain things all of the time to people for them to understand your perspective on things or my perspective on things and for them to just already know (laughs) Or, like, have already done some of their own research on it. Versus, like, here I feel like I'm always going to be constantly educating someone. But I also see that as an opportunity to kind of open someone's eyes here that maybe they were closed off because they just didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. Due to ignorance as opposed to bigotry. May I ask why you feel so strongly about educating other people, even as you navigate your own thoughts and emotions and feelings and you take steps in your own journey? Like, why is that important to you? Because I feel like if 
um, people had a per more personalized connection to this otherness. So sorry about that, you guys. I already know that that's our other little co-host, Nanani, and she um, feels pretty passionate about podcasting as well. So sometimes she <laughs> just has something she needs to share. I hope that you guys got that. And uh, yeah, so what were you saying, honey? <laughs> so what I was saying was that I feel like through me, if I can create this connection from them to this otherness to see that it's not so like far off, that it's closer to them than they might think, that it might um, encourage them or like kickstart their own learning journey about such things by what they've learned from me. Mm -hmm. And so that you know, Alabama doesn't have to be this completely bigoted place all the time. It's just that it's behind and we're having to catch up. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Thank Mainly you because... <laughs> Thank you. Mainly because, like, we have decided to make this our home for a while. So, like, I feel like... I should make it a safer place for younger people behind me mm -hmm. or other people in their queerness. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Especially thinking about how you're going through your own adjustments and like a metamorphosis of sorts. Yeah. Um, so like that's cool. And also, gentle reminder, it's okay to not feel responsible for everybody else's education or understanding or trying to make yourself fit into a box to be more palatable for people. Um, it's completely valid if that is what makes you feel the most safe, mm -hmm. um, but it's not compulsory. Mm -hmm. So I just want to remind you of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... And I think a lot of that, like, need or desire to nurture that or educate comes from even, like, myself. Had I been just more aware of what was available out there and not so stifled in Christianity, like, I feel like that would have provided just a softer landing spot for me to figure everything out. So you don't feel like you were aware of queer people when you were... Like, I was aware, but, like, none of them, even though, I, like, one of my cousins um, is queer and, like, I knew her growing up, like, I still felt disconnected from this community of people. Like, I was never, it was talked about, but never engaged with. I don't know, like, you're looking at me like that doesn't make sense. I mean, it may, but I don't understand what you mean by that. Like, it was just this, oh, yeah, those are those people, but, like, they're still going to hell. Right. So what, I, what I'm trying to, what I seek to understand here is what is the difference? Because what you just said was explicitly exposure. But you were still exposed. So what is the difference between... Ah, the exposure. We didn't talk about it ever. Like, yes, this person was gay, but like, we don't don't ask them questions about it. Don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. Like, we're not going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like people that are my parents' age, or even like, you know, one generation um, younger than them, still never discussed their traumas mm -hmm. and so by doing that or never discussed anything that was uncomfortable and so I feel like in just having like a more openness to just have a conversation mm -hmm. did that would help with that 
As long as there's not malicious malicious intent, because if there's malicious malicious intent, I'm not going to engage. But why would a kid be malicious toward you, though? So it's not just necessarily kids. That's not who I'm necessarily trying to educate as well. It's you said for younger people coming after you, so kids and trying to adults. make it a better place for them or a more welcome place for them. Okay. By talking to the people that are our age or the generation, you know, from our age to our, my parents' age, just trying to have a more just open space to have a discussion. Okay. Yeah. That's where we definitely diverge as people because honestly, I don't give a fuck. If you're like 70 years old and you want to be queer phobic, I'll let you. I don't give a shit. I want to take care of the kids. I want to take care of your kids and your grandchildren. I don't give a fuck about you. You're a lost cause. Like, you'll be gone soon. Mm. I don't give a fuck. Um, it's not worth the energy or the effort in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are, in my own experience, the vast majority of the time, so stuck in their ways. Yeah. And they have no desire to change. They don't want to learn anything else. They don't want to use their correct pronouns. And I, maybe this is just my own trauma and dysfunction, you know, coming to play. But like, I will forget that I ever knew you and what yeah, you looked you like will. and that I loved you and that we were important to each other once. I don't give a fuck. My brain will be like, you're dead to me. And Mm. then I will like hold a memorial service and I will cry and I will grieve. And then you are gone. You are dead (sighs) to me. Um, So I completely understand that. But I feel like for me in that same vein, it just kind of lies in like younger people. Yeah. I just want the, I don't give a fuck about anybody's mom or grandma, great granddaddy. I don't give a shit about none of that. But making sure that kids have access to that when they want to seek it out. Yes. Okay. So I hear you mm-hmm. and like I'm 100% on board with yeah. that. So where my brain goes is like if I'm talking to, let's say, uh, I don't know, an uncle of mine who has younger grandchildren who may who are on the queer spectrum somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And he can't just ask them these questions, right? And even their parents may not know the answers. And shoot, I can't give their experience, but I could provide mine to kind of ease him into this to where, because my goal is to just ha- make it more accepting for those kids through educating their adults. I don't know if that's okay doable or not, if it's possible or not, but I feel like if someone was willing to to sit down and have a conversation with me that I could open their minds for the most part. Okay. And to that, I would just say you need to really, really be sure that you are in an emotional place to be accepting a lot of rejection and realizing that a lot of people are not going to be safe people for you to engage with and talk to. Right. Which is why it confuses me that that's the way that you responded to that. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is like a, <laughs> a a pre, like this past weekend, mm-hmm. like mentality mm-hmm. that's still there and is still important, but to your same in that same breath just like you said it's gonna have to be something to where i can get to that that safe or balanced emotional space for myself and figuring those things out i was just trying to understand (laughs) what you had going on yeah because i did not understand and then that helps um (laughs) so in that same vein um about not giving a fuck and just who <laughs> I am as a person. I think that we all know here and have talked enough about it to know about my weird relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and how weird that's been. I've talked about it in past episodes where like my mom has always been kind of, or was always very policey about what I would post online and the way that it would follow me around. So I, in no way really felt very safe to have any type of written honest accounts of anything whether it be journals or online accounts like myspace or facebook um during my youth time um 
Those days are long gone, RIP. So mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Never been the most comfortable with that. So mm-hmm. even like into into my 30s, I'm trying to figure out what feels comfortable and what feels good. And I feel like the more that I lean into that and like, who am I and how do I want to present and show up in this world? I just really care less and less about anybody's perception of me. Um, I feel like for the most part, I'm a pretty kind person. I feel like for the most part, I try to do the good thing. I feel like for the most part, I really do care about other people. Um, and that I behave like I care about other people. And in that same vein, I can care about other people. I can love other people and want to protect other people and not take anybody's shit. And that's where I am. And it's a very fun and very sexy and very comfy place to be. <laughs> um, and basically, I made a Facebook post to that effect, essentially, which was like, if you're a bigot of any kind, and then in parentheses, I gave some examples. If you're a misogynist, homophobe, queerphobe, transphobe, like, get the fuck out of here. I don't have anything to do with you. If you're racist, I don't want anything to do with you. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Like, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is what I'm about. I'm pro-sex work. I'm pro-ho. I'm pro-decriminalization. I'm pro, like, minding your business. I'm pro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like capitalism is one of the worst things that human beings have ever done, like to ourselves with everything that we are capable of doing and developing and creating and making and exploring and learning and obtaining all of this knowledge. We chose to fucking work. We're like everybody slaves away to make money for like seven people. That is asinine to me. That's so stupid. I'm just like, please, out of every dollar that I take, take a little bit more out so that everybody can benefit from things and like just get closer to like a socialist society in some aspects. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's just some things that like I feel really, really strongly about. And I just want everybody listening to this podcast to also know that like you're... You could you can listen if you want to listen. You listen to anything that you'd like to. Um, whether you listen or not, I mean, we'll still record. There's still an audience out there for us. There's still people that want to hear or need to hear the things that we talk about. And if you're not one of those people, that's cool. Like, you don't have to listen to it. You don't need to continue to listen mm-hmm. to it. You don't have to engage with the content. If it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't feel warm and fuzzy. If it makes you feel uncomfortable to the point to where it makes you feel angry and defensive, like, that's you can just unfollow. That's okay. And everybody that's here for the cause and we have similar values and maybe we think about things differently, that's fine. But, like... This is who I am. And I really, really like the person that I am. And I will betray every other motherfucker that I know before I betray myself and leave myself behind. So that's right. In that same vein, I also want anybody to know that if you ever do anything that makes my spouse feel poorly or bad or less Mm. than the amazing human being than they are you are not a friend to me um and that is that's queer people that's 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 everybody you know what i'm saying like that's the fam (laughs) uh so that's just where that comes from but like i fiercely love i have a lot of love to give and i recognize when other people do and i appreciate it when other people do and yeah, I love y'all. I'm a fight for y'all. Like, I don't care if it's like a little grandma at Walmart who won't wear a damn mask or crazy freaking white men in Wrangler, Wrangler jeans hanging out outside of a gay function with a whole bunch of American flags. And it's like, I don't care. I don't care. If you're a queer person listening to this and you're trying to figure out like the why and why did this happen to me? Why is this happening to me? Why do I feel like this? Why can't I be quote unquote normal? There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect. Society does not benefit from you diverging from the status quo. It does not benefit from you toying with and experimenting with your physical appearance or your gender identity or anything that empowers you and emboldens you. Like they don't benefit from that. So of course they're going to discourage that because remember that stupid 
capitalism capitalism bullshit that we decided like oh yeah let's do that i didn't vote on that but nobody asked me it was just like that when i got here Hmm. um i disagree very strongly i'd like to speak to a manager but if it's like a white man i'll probably leave um and let's face it it's probably a white man you might make him cry first i mean maybe but like will i get what i wanted you know like was it the greater good or was it just good for the moment you know maybe a little both I don't know. I just, <laughs> I feel like in some ways I'm so much more rigid than I've ever been and unwavering. And in other ways, I'm like the most liberal and loose and slippery and lubricated and <laughs> formless. You know what I mean? Like, just mm. do what fucking makes you Malleable. feel good. Do what makes you feel good, man. You know? And I also need for everybody to understand, like, the difference. Honey, can we tell, can we just talk about the difference between when people are like, we can have a political difference just because our politics don't align, Mm. just because I believe in and support these types of policies. I just really want to take a moment to talk about that because that's something that we hear about a lot. Yeah racial discourse or discourse just about marginalized groups of people um even if it's poor people or disabled people or anyone right it's not just well like even so this past year right uh with the election and all everything that has happened um you know and all of trump's actions in his time as president that were active threats against who we are as people um, and is a violation of human rights, not just, you know, snowflakes trying to, I don't know, uh, beat the drum because everybody's offended by everything nowadays. That's Mm, not... Snowflakes and crybabies and we're too sensitive. Yeah. The alphabet people. And And I just... So when people start talking about... Um, how they voted for Trump or like they just cannot stand Biden. I get it. I don't like him either. But voting for Trump would have been a direct vote for someone who does not care about my rights as a person or your rights as a person. Can you please say 45 and not his name? Sure, 45. So like when nothing was done about Black Lives Matter, like, that was not addressed federally, except, well, it was addressed federally by sending of um, troops to Seattle and uh, to shut down protests that were supposed to be peaceful. Um, when actively fighting against <laughs> LGBTQIA people being able to have the same rights, like, or overturning that, and then women's rights on top of that, like, you still think that you voting for this person because you liked his economic beliefs outweighs all of the human rights issues that are there. And who the fuck does that benefit? The thing that kills me, I'm just like, y'all are poor white people. He doesn't give a fuck about you either. He'd be embarrassed by you. He would never give you the time of day. He doesn't give a shit about your support. He's a narcissist. Like, of course he cares about your support, but he doesn't care about you as a person. He cares no. about you as a number in his favor, but he doesn't care about you as a person. He literally he said want to that before he you. started to run. So this is, I don't, I don't know how else to simplify. If you vote for somebody that you know is a racist, people will think that you're a racist. If you vote for somebody who is homophobic, people will think that you're homophobic. If you vote for somebody who is a misogynist, people are going to think that you're chill with misogyny or you practice the art of misogyny yourself. And that is disgusting. Um... If people think that you vote for somebody who is ableist or any other type of foolish bullshit that just proves that he feels more superior or better than or holier than, that is a problem. And that's not a difference in politics. That's a difference between like, 
wanting to get $10,000 for turning somebody in for getting a medical procedure that is going to make their life better and taking away their autonomy. That means that you want to take the choices away from people. That means that you want to harm people. And that means that you're selfish. It means that you hate women. Like if you support policies like that, whether you are AMAB, whether you are um, AFAB, like you hate women. Like there's something that's going on within you, around you, um, within and without yourself that is encouraging you to have those beliefs. Mm -hmm. And there's not a way around that because there's an easy fix for that, right? Like, oh, I'm not a racist. Fantastic. Maybe don't affiliate with racists. Don't vote for racists. Don't support racists. Don't, you know, denounce racists. Don't tell a black person that they're wrong when they call out racism. Don't say things like, oh, and everything's not about racism. Don't fucking post something and then be like, oh, well, I can change. Nobody's given me the opportunity to do this. Don't tell black people that they need to, oh, well, if they don't know what they're doing because nobody's explained it to them, how are they supposed to know and grow from that? That is an actual conversation that I had with somebody in a group for one of my hobbies where I was talking about somebody who else who's also involved in the hobby and the forum that we use, I have this person blocked on because before I do anything with anybody, y'all, I cannot buy a $5 paper towel holder from Facebook Marketplace without going through a profile because I want to know who you are. If there is any type of support, I don't want you to have my money. I don't feel safe coming to your house. I don't want you coming to my house because I got a big ass rainbow flag out in the front of, of my house. We don't live in San Francisco, California. We don't live in Los Angeles, California. We don't live in Denver, Colorado. We don't live in Portland, Oregon. We don't have a quote unquote queer neighborhood out in the rural area that we live in. So, you know, that I like to call it the gay bat signal. I want people to feel safe. I want people to know when they come here what they're showing up for when contractors are coming to the house to give us bids for jobs this is what the fuck we're about this is who the fuck we are watch your fucking mouth and if there's something that you don't like about that guess what sweetheart you have the opportunity to turn away from this job as well you know what I'm saying so I feel like I'm at this point to where like I'm just feeling very audacious and just really self-assured because it's so easy to think that I'm right Mm mm-hmm it's so easy for me to be like, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, that I'm our perspective is just the correct I'm right. one. I'm clearly. correct. My opinion is the correct opinion. The way that I feel is the correct opinion. But how the fuck could it be wrong? In what way is wanting people to have health care and a livable wage and not having to worry about how many hours of overtime they have to work when that's time they could be spending with their kids. Cause remember we don't fucking want abortion. So people are going to have children. They're going to have kids to take care of. They're going to need fucking universal health care because a lot of those people are going to be in traumatic situations because remember about incest and rape. Remember, remember it's not about if you're underage, it's not about if it's going to complicate you. So of course that kind of goes hand in hand to me. Right. So if that's not what it is, make it make sense. Mm. And just like, who am I to say, like, my use of a particular word or phrase or any of that doesn't cause someone else mental harm? And if that does, like, like, I just want to create Y'all just a, need to get over it. an inclusive space. You just need to get over it. <laughs> get over who we are got it yeah okay who you are is but nobody gives a shit you just need to get over it you need to stop being in everybody's face with it and i'm just like dude it's too dangerous for people to just be out for who it is that they are so it's mm. really fucking brave mm. to be a queer person in the state of alabama who was mm. like i'm a queer person out i'm i'm gay out here you know what i'm saying like that's brave that takes it's dangerous it's risky you know what i'm saying like you don't ever know what's gonna happen with one thing or another so you have to still kind of be five to ten steps ahead because you might have to play defense and figure out okay well if they come back at me like what do i do how do how do i maintain my safety how do i still go about these missions and these experiences and these journeys that are close to my heart and i want to help these other people but I also still want to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. 
that is not an excuse. <laughs> and if you're using that excuse, don't ever say it again. If you hear my chocolate velvet voice in your ears, if you are the type of person who says things like, this isn't racist and this is why. Everything's about race. Why are you always making everything about race? Everything's not a racial issue. They pulled the race card. They pulled the race card. So I don't know why we can't just enjoy this content without this. Also, the little statues. This was another thing that happened. The little statues that look just like they're painted completely black with the big red lips. And people will want to be like, oh, there's an, this artist in Germany who did these things. And it was actually little markers for people on the Underground Railroad. It doesn't matter. That means nothing coming from a white person. And let me tell you why. Because when black people see that, we have an automatic response to that type of visual stimulus that is going to make us associate that with unsafe white people and trauma. Because that is what we've been to white people is entertainment and trauma and labor and you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't want to mm-hmm. hear about how that's not, Oh, it's not racist. It's it wasn't, not. it wasn't originally it wasn't used that be, way. I'm just like, yeah, but you meant it to be that because remember when you painted white people to look exactly like how this little statue looks, oh. that's why it's a fucking problem. Like, I feel like we've just been fucking gaslit by white people for like hundreds of years. And I'm to the point to where I'm just like, that fire is up in me now. Like my ancestors are like, bitch, you are the one. Pikachu, I choose you. And I am like breathing fire right now. Like I feel like the dragon from Shrek. Oh. Well, you are very beautiful. You're my little donkey. Like you get the fuck away and we'll have little dragon donkey babies who are our little pups. I just, I don't understand. I I don't, I don't know how else I can rephrase that. I don't know how else I can say that. It's just at this point, if you don't get it, it's because you don't fucking want to. If you're still ignorant, it's because you've chosen to be that way. In this era, if your fucking old ass mom, dad, grandma, aunt, uncle, great aunt, great grandfather, great whomever, your mom's friend, her colleagues, your godmama, your goddaddy can get their asses on Facebook, you know what else the fuck that means? They have the internet. Do you know what else the fuck that means? There's probably a browser somewhere nearby that they're using to access that. And you know what the fuck else that means? They need to open another tab and start to fucking put these questions that they have into a Google search engine. You know what? It's very true because my mother is in that demographic, right? 75. And like she is surrounded by a lot of primarily conservative, but a little sprinkle of of Democrats and liberal in Mm -hmm. there too, right? And even she has managed to shake loose some of these conservative bonds and bondage things that are still in place, metaphorically, not physically, let me clarify, <laughs> that, uh, that are in place to be like, hey, I was thinking about this, and here are my thoughts. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And then to just talk about that with people that she views whose opinions she, you know, respects and and views and but getting different perspectives on it and then has swapped from being uberly conservative now to I would definitely say moderate leaning towards liberal which for her is just an astounding change I feel like but if she's able to do that why the hell isn't anybody else? I just don't get it. Because I believe your mom, when your mom says that she loves us, that's why. She does. And that's Everybody another. Everybody doesn't mean that. No. Everybody doesn't know how to love. Older generations want to force the type of love that they understand, which is just be hard. I love you. I'm here for you. But I need to watch you struggle because that's how you prove that you can prevail. I love you, but I don't agree with your decision. So that means that we just won't talk about that. Oh, you're gay. Yeah. You've got a wife and children. Can't talk about those things because they're tied into this other part that makes me feel uncomfortable. And I don't want to ask you questions about that because that part of me is closed off because that's how I was raised. And that's how my parent was raised. So this is all trauma. I'm closed off. Yeah. It's not going to benefit you at all. Yeah, pretty much. And that kind of was them for a long time and still to an extent is my dad Mm -hmm. but also he does not have the internet because he doesn't know how to access it so he just watches he chooses to watch fox news Mm 
And I just, I just don't under, I don't understand. Cause that leads into like the same thing of, well, I love you, but I don't agree with your lifestyle. Love the sin, but not the sinner. Mm-hmm. Right. And no, that's bullshit. That's mm-hmm. not, if you're reading anything relative to the Bible, all it talks about is, is love your neighbor as thyself and like preaching this love for others. Yeah. And other fairy tales to inspire your real life decisions and things like that. Like the Bible is like a really scary, like motivational self-help book um, for people with issues with authority figures in their lives. Um, God as depicted in the Bible sounds absolutely terrible. That does not sound like anybody that I would be like cool to like hang out with and devote my life to. They seem super controlling. They seem really insecure. They seem like really stifled. And I mean, my inner knowing what I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, like I know that there is a higher power. I do not believe that that higher power is Christian God, the way that we have come to Mm -mm. understand it. And I don't believe in the rigidity. I believe that this is, you know, a being without gender. I believe that this person, this entity is nothing. And this entity is everything. And this entity is in us. And it is, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before. Like, it's really just like the easiest concept. And I feel like what people try to get from their faith practices is just some guidance and we want community. We're social beings. It is rules. We need structure because so much about this life and this existence are unknown. So we're clinging to any semblance of something that feels like a manual for what we can do so that we can feel justified in the other actions and stuff that we have but guess what y'all we all fuck up we all fuck up and guess what no there's not some big scary smitey (laughs) like freaking sky dude getting ready to freaking throw lightning at you when they figure out that you've done something wrong in this book that nobody like six people have read from cover to cover um excluding the people who typed it when they were probably like tripping on lsd or like poppy seeds i don't know what yeah. the drug of choice and then add been. in the translators yeah for the different like you it know, was just languages. originally written in english it's had to be translated there's all types of things that, that dispute this and it was written by man y'all i barely i'm scared every time i get on an airplane mm. i don't trust man to know to accelerate <laughs> his vehicle when the fucking light turns mm. green in traffic I sure as fuck don't believe like everything that man has typed in this book that also just coincidentally feeds right into this funnel of capitalism and patriarchy (laughs) patriarchy and misogyny and sexism and (laughs) hatred and big scary disgustingness that's not even in the book so yeah we're not making excuses for that anymore if you're the type of person that wants to to like say anything like that just leave people alone you either you have a choice either go get educated and do better or just leave people the fuck alone because you're going to be left behind and nobody owes you the labor of like holding your hand to try to bring you to current while you dig your heels in so their fucking back hurts and it's hot they've sweated through their gorgeous outfit that they have on their makeup is just all over their face and dripping onto their cute clothes because they're having to drag your stupid ass somewhere that you don't want to go to begin with i'm done i'm fucking done i'm not doing it for anybody else yeah if you want the information if you want the education i want you to know that you can email me you can reach out to me you can call me if you're somebody that you can text me you can find a way to get in touch with me i am so happy to have discourse with somebody who needs perspective and needs nurturing or feels like there's something about me that they would want to guide them I don't necessarily feel that way about myself, but shit, there are some ways that I feel very, very confident in being able to lead somebody into how the fuck to love themselves better and how to accept themselves better. Yes, absolutely. Because I've fucking done it. Yeah. And it's a work in progress and I'm fucking crushing it. I love Tiffany more than I have ever loved Tiffany and all of this time that we have been together and my love for her continues to grow every day and all that I want is for other people to feel inspired by that love and to try to emulate that love until it feels right for them and to do that shit for themselves that is all that I want and I'm gonna punch my dog in the face 
cause she is a timeless demon. This is how I feel. If I yell, shut up at her. She's just gonna bark louder. Just like everybody's Republican grandpa. Yeah, that's a true story. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, and that makes sense. And I see that, like the amount of growth and self-love that you have now me? and just your self-awareness. Hang on, just yourself. Let me let me get through all of it. Just your self-awareness in general already was inspiring to me. And I've already tried to emulate that through the actions that I've seen you do for yourself. So I'm always talking about like how when I'm learning new things or... Uh, trying something out that a lot of what I'm the behaviors that I'm trying to create and the habits I'm trying to create are mm-hmm. oftentimes just based off of the things I've seen you do before because I think you the way you move within the world is really really cool and the way you interact and see people and the animals I really hope we can get through like the next 15 minutes <laughs> anyone i've got my hand raised yeah yeah so but yeah i think just the way you interact with with people is really cool and i like um i see the way that you impact others and i want to i want to have that but it started from within first so it's really cool thank you so much i think that you So my friend that left, we were on the phone for like a few hours yesterday and I was talking about how, how much you've grown and how much you've been learning through like your own journey and, uh, how much you've grown and how much more self-assured you are and the closer that you get to yourself the more that you find these other things that you say that you wish you had more of, right? So before you would be like, oh, I don't really have like a lot of empathy. And I'm just like, you absolutely are an extremely empathetic person. Like, what are you? Okay, but you don't necessarily feel like that's accessible to you for other people. Why is that? And then like the more that you kind of dig and get to know that, you're just like, I do have that empathy, but I also have this understanding that I didn't have words for before that some people need that more than other people. Some people need that tenderness. And I don't want to waste that on the people that don't so that I can make sure that I have a surplus of it for the people that do. That's what I hear when you Mm. come and you give me feedback about um, conversations that you have and ways that you step up for other people. And then, you know, so it's always such an interesting juxtaposition because you'll say, I, you know, I don't really, (laughs) you know, know how I feel about this or why I don't like something just doesn't quite connect. And then you will go through a lesson or have something like have an epiphany and have a revelation and some pieces will click together for you. And then it's like, you've unlocked something else. So it's like you get more like coins or money or whatever in like GTA. And now you can like buy something else or you can invest in something else. So it's like you doing the work on yourself gives you emotional currency that you get to invest in causes that you deem worthy Mm. and people that you deem worthy. Yeah. Or who really need it. I mean, whether you, I I would like to retract that and say to people that you feel need it, people that you get the feeling could benefit from it versus Mm. people that you deem are worthy. Cause I feel like you feel that way about most people, but yeah, like everybody, but like five people. Okay. That's fair. I was literally like thinking, well, not that person. Well, Mm -hmm. not this. Well, not no, Mm -hmm. but Okay. Yeah, you're right. We just uh, mean everybody. We mean like a, a we mean like a a, a nice cool eighty nine percent of people. Yeah, you know? and but the empathy like it, what I don't feel like it is something that I inherently was born with. Like it is definitely a learned behavior. Um, and now that I'm utilizing this superpower even more because it is a superpower. Now that I'm utilizing this even more on a regular basis, like I feel like it is coming more naturally now, but I had to learn the behaviors and the normalcy and the routine of it before 
I could implement it on a regular basis. That's okay. how I feel. I can respect that as your perspective um, and disagree with it. So mm. um, from everything that you've let me know, I mean, it doesn't mean that you weren't an asshole. I'm an empath. I am an empath. I'm a clairsentient empath and I can still be an asshole when I want to be. If that's the mood that strikes me, if it, if it pleases her majesty, you know, I mean, I'd be a cunt all day long. If I want to, doesn't mean that that goes away. So that number one and number two, do you think that it's that you didn't have it or that you didn't see it modeled for you? So this was just one of those feelings that you weren't very attuned to or understood how to like tap into maybe a little of both. And what you've been learning is just how to tap into that and what that should look like versus learning it to begin with. Mm, Okay. Maybe a little of both, but at the same time, I don't for a long time, No, I still feel this way now, but it's getting better. I, if something's happening to someone else, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But as long as it's not happening to me, it doesn't feel like I can, it doesn't mess up what I'm trying to do or, you know, mess up my mood or have any factor on me whatsoever i'm just like that sucks and i leave it and i really don't care about that situation that's not what empathy is though no you might be low in compassion but empathy is just being able to be like oh you got a flat tire i can imagine that that sucks for you i can imagine myself in this situation for you and you've always possessed this trait now whether or not you care to completely go into that you may not have the emotional capacity for that you may not care to continue to talk about it or harp on it or dwell on it it might make you feel uncomfortable or you know it's just not something that you want to deal with that doesn't mean that you're not empathetic you're not an empath for sure, but that doesn't mean that you lack empathy. You're just like, oh, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? But you still kind of get to determine what you do and don't give your energy to at the same time. Hmm. You know what I mean? But you make yourself sound like a sociopath and I don't believe that about you. Um, no, it's just very select. And that's fine. But again, like, is it just that that emotional reservoir that you have for the people that you feel could utilize it more than not. Well, yes. And then also like my Enneagram type nine personality coming out and just wanting everything to be harmonious and peaceful. Um, if I let that chaos or what I view as chaos or their issues into my peace, like, is it going to mess it up? And so, like, if I just pretend it's not happening, it can't mess it up. You can still be selfish and empathetic. Okay. To me, I did not think that was the case. Okay. I mean, it could be. I just have never thought that you could. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can think on it. It's okay, but... All right. And I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not right about everything. I'm just like, have you considered? I could be wrong. You could be like, no, I'm probably a sociopath. And I'd be like, cool, great. No, I don't believe that I'm a sociopath. I I have the ability to connect with others and it can be a genuine connection. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's oh. just not one that was developed <clears throat> or worked on as, at an early age, like you were saying. Yeah. So it is a learned behavior. But once I've so, yeah, it's kind of like a well now that I've tapped into it, like more of it seeping in and and will continue to seep into my experience. But yeah, um, but it's still learning how to filter out like the good parts and the bad parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we still have a couple minutes. I just want to talk about allyship really quickly mm. in situations like that. And I would be very curious, um, guys, if you have thoughts on this, you want to share the way that you want to show up, any thoughts about this, please email info at sweetesthoney.love. Um, the question that I have about allyship is how do we show up as good allies? 
As a black person, if I were to have non-black allies, it is very important for those allies to defend us in spaces that we're not in, Mm. to make sure that kind of a path is cleared for us to be able to amplify our voices and to get everybody else to hush so that we can be heard and seen and to echo those same sentiments and to credit us with those sentiments. And that's the way that I feel about It's the way I feel about women. It's the way that I feel about queer people. It's the way I feel about trans people, especially. So when I think about allyship, you know, we've talked in this episode a lot about the work that we want to do and talking to different groups of people and the reasoning behind why. For you, what do you think makes a good ally? Um, well, I think... Someone who's not afraid to uh, speak up on that group's behalf, um, I think, is helpful. And to step in when they see some type of wrongdoing or wrong verbiage or potential trigger or um, anything of that sort to make it a little easier for whomever to walk in their truth Mm -hmm. um and in who they are so to hear them out to honor who they they tell you that they are and you believe them and make adjustments to whatever it is they've asked you to to do like that's your job to do that at that point Mm mm-hmm Um, And to continue to educate yourself first and foremost and not wait or um, ask whatever marginalized group, make make them do it for you. It's not their job to do that. Mm -hmm. So you need to get off your ass and read your own shit and learn your own shit so that you can take that and grow in that and then ask those clarifying questions. Like for you and I, we've had conversations and I'm not saying that I am the example of like the best ally, but I do really try hard to be. So like you and I have talked about, I was like, okay, well, some people like being called African-American. Like, would you prefer that or black or like, what, what is your preference on this? Just so that I know, and I don't use the incorrect thing identifier for you when you don't identify that way. Mm -hmm. Because it's important for you, for me to help you feel seen and heard and protected and valued just as a human. And if I didn't honor just the small things that in the, that instance, I wouldn't be being a good ally. Yeah. I might've talked in circles, but that's, that's where, um, I kind of is how I feel about that. That's not kind of, that is how I feel about that. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, thank you, Forrest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a smart man. Um, (sighs) Yeah, okay. I mean, like, I I agree. I agree with that that answer and the nuances therein. Um, That's something else that I don't really understand why it's very confusing to people. And when I say I don't understand, I don't mean that to be condescending in this particular circumstance. Like, guys, I'm not going to fucking debate with you about like human rights and what violations of human Mm. rights are. You're fucking insane if you don't understand the difference between those two things. And if you don't fucking understand that, nobody is going to help you understand it. Good fucking luck. Um But in this particular situation, I don't mean this in a condescending way. I just truly mean I don't understand the way that my brain works and the way that I um, process information, uh, my outlook, uh, who I am as a person. It's just not something that makes sense to me. I can't really put myself in in the person's shoes who would kind of be confused Mm -hmm. by this. So if anybody again has any clarifying (laughs) um, information that can help me understand um, what people don't understand about allyship, 
I don't know. Or how to be appropriate allies or good allies or what not to do as allies. Because I feel like the quote unquote, the the unwritten rules, right? Yeah. Seem to be pretty like standard. And again, I told y'all we need to find another phrase for common sense. I can't assume that the way that I, again, the way that I perceive information is going to be very, very different from how other people do. We're going to see things and hear things differently. um, And I understand that. But is genuinely something that I, I just, I, I don't understand. I don't and know. if anybody has any perspective, I would really appreciate like having some yeah. perspective. Um, yeah. On that. And if like uh, any person from any of these marginalized groups comes to you and said, Hey, like, uh, can you explain this? Uh-huh. Or, um, Hey, uh, like you said this and it makes me feel this way or whatever. Like, just fucking listen mm-hmm. and take what they said and just think about it and process it and come back and with a, a different perspective on it. Because if you hurt someone or affected them to the point to where they want to bring it up to you, mm-hmm. then there's something there. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's just... Nope. Okay. There, there are a few people. But for the most part especially myself, if I ever brought something to anyone's attention, it is not because I enjoy confrontation and I'm Mm -mm. just looking for a fucking fight. That is not it. Mm -mm. It's because I've probably mulled this over for a long time and then thought about it for a while and then took it back and then wrote something out and then was like, oh, never mind. And then did something else and finally was like, okay, I'm going to send this and had (laughs) you read through and be like, babe, does this sound okay? Like, is this too harsh? Is this this? And you make I'd be your, like, it needs to be meaner. And I'm like, no, I'm spikes. No, 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 no. I'm trying to still be diplomatic. Don't know. We're gonna spikes and fire and I don't know. <laughs> like, if if someone comes to you like that, or if someone came to me and said that something I did like hurt their feelings, or the way that I taught something wasn't the right way, or the way that whatever, I would at least hear them out. And babe, what is not an apology? I'm sorry, you feel this way. Yes. I'm sorry if I'm sorry if I, I did this. Feel. I'm yeah. sorry you feel. The correct way to apologize is I'm sorry that. I'm sorry that I made. You are the culpable person in the situation. Some You have hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you meant to or not. It doesn't matter if that was what your intent was or not. You did it. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. Yeah. And it, I mean, shit, it could be something super small but that super small thing is like a window Mm -hmm. to like this giant home Mm -hmm. right the giantness of who you are inside we get Mm -hmm. to see this little tiny window through something small that you corrected or posted or said or whatever but it shows the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and that's the disappointing part sometimes or the good part sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there's been people that I've been like, ooh, yeah, fucks with you because of something that I've seen them post. Yeah. Um, and then there's been lots of people that are on my block list that I have never met, will never talk to, have never spoken to. And every freaking third person that I ever try to deal with on Marketplace in my block list on Facebook. Um, we'll see. I've got some housekeeping to do. Like I've been like on, on Instagram a little bit. Like like I like go and lurk and I'm just like, I'm not going to like nothing. Just in case somebody can see me. Yo, she's hiding behind her microphone right now. <laughs> I don't want nobody to see me. Um, so, like, I've just been, like, sneaky, sneaky and, like, just saving things to look at instead of, like, liking things. Because I don't want, I'm just, like, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, so, like, I'll open Instagram for, like, five minutes. And I'm just, like, that's enough Instagram time for the day. But, guys, like, on Facebook... <laughs> You know that other people can see what you're doing on Facebook, right? So if you like something, like all the time, I learn new facts about my mother-in-law every week because she engages <laughs> with this page on Facebook that will like ask something and they make her happy apparently and she will comment on them. I've learned about random <laughs> song lyrics that she knows by artists that I've never heard of. I've learned about funny recipes that she had as a kid 
she had a really, really surprising response to um, a topic of discussion that I really, really appreciated and thought was super rad. So it was like, you're not moving in any type of anonymity if Aww. it's on the internet and these are people that you consider to be your friends or followers. We can we can see it, you guys. No, it's true. I was talking to my mom the other day and was like, oh, I saw you liked such a judge. And she was like, you could see that? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. So like, don't. Yeah, BB. I told her, I was like, stop, you know, liking all that Pornhub stuff. And she said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Mom, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. She'd be and like, she was I like, swear oh, it was, no. it was music content with children. Don't you ever say anything like that. Um, Probably was. Right. It 100% was. Like, did you see that one Russian orchestral video that she posted with the little girl playing some stringed instrument? It was really cool. No. Her little ti- that little baby's tiny hands. Oh, man, it was mm. so good. And she was so fancy. And she was like playing the lead, whatever this little special instrument was. Like, she was a she big was deal. It. it was great. Um, but people, people can see that and people can be hurt by that. And it's not fair to say, you know, that somebody <laughs> needs to mind their business or you know, it's like they can see it. And it's not like anybody has to like seek it out. Like Mm-mm. it's, it's on there, buddy. Like I can, I'm just minding my business, looking at plant stuff and parakeet groups. And all of a sudden a racism or some bigotry or somebody is like, I love the Lord and we're getting married in a cotton field and we got these little black figurines that they used to keep back in the day that I got from my great, great granddaddy and I love them and we're going to have them forever and it's going to be great. The theme of our wedding is the Confederacy and I will be like unfriend and block. And that's okay. But yeah, we're, we're going to have a really super duper uncomfortable episode to record very soon for you guys. Um, but it's, it's, it's necessary. You know, we think it's really important to have these honest conversations with you guys about things that happen. And I don't know, like a couple weeks ago, I was like, it's really, really cool to be able to go back and listen to old episodes of the podcast to see like what was going on in our lives at the time. It's like an audio diary. Yeah. And we let you guys participate in that, even though it's something that's kind of for us and kind of for the community, but kind of for us. And it's just this really cool space. And the more that I think about what that space is like, this is our house and y'all are our guests in our house. You know, you're our, our little internet family at our little internet family table, our little podcast family table. And you know, we sit down and we have these discussions and I hope that it's helpful. Y'all get some insight from, you know, from these podcast episodes and things. We get a lot of clarity and learn a lot of new things in these conversations and through engaging with you all. So with all of that said, (laughs) I think that I especially have talked enough. Um, (laughs) Please be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. That could be iHeartRadio. It could be Google Podcasts. It could be Podbean. Wherever you get your podcasts, look it up, Sweetest Honey. Email us at info at sweetesthoney.love. And if you didn't already know, we have a website, sweetesthoney.love. And you can go there. There's pictures of us there. You can check out the podcast feed there. There's a little bloggy blog on there if you want to read a little bit more um, about that. I think that in conjunction with this episode will be a blog post about introductions and who the fuck we are. So if you want to introduce yourself in response to that blog post, you can use the contact me form on the website or email us. So We love you guys and hope that you have a great rest of the week. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.